Hi and welcome to our podcast. I'm Naz and I'm Ella and we created this podcast to talk more around some of the issues we write about in our music and to share a bit about our writing process and production choices as DIY artists. This is our second episode and today we'll be talking about our latest single No Doesn't Mean Convince Me of our upcoming EP Dehumanize. No doesn't mean convince me I said no it's a song about sexual harassment and specifically normalised sexual harassment in bars and clubs. To start off, we wanted to share a few statistics on sexual harassment in the UK. According to a 2017 YouGov poll, 63% of women have experienced inappropriate sexual behaviour in a pub, club or bar, and 79% of women expect this to happen to either them or a friend. Wow, yeah, those stats are quite shocking, especially yeah. with... Um women expecting this to happen to them mm. or a friend it just shows how normalized it you know it is yeah definitely i know that you know when i've been out the few times that i go out um probably about nine times out of ten i've experienced um inappropriate touching or mm. people just trying to grab at you um and it does make you feel really uncomfortable and you do come mm. to expect it if that's what happens every time you go out or sometimes not even like physical it might just be someone's talking to you and and if you sort of say, look, I'm not interested, they kind of get a little bit arsy. Yeah. And then you, you can't you can't figure out how to get out of that situation. Yeah. And, and that then... is still like harassment, even though it's not physical, um, just pestering people, not leaving them alone. Yeah. No, it's definitely. just not when you just want to go out and have a good evening, like, you know, you don't want to have to expect that. You just want to have fun and just it be a chilled evening. Yeah, exactly. So Naz, you were the main songwriter and um, it was your idea to write this song. So maybe you could talk about what inspired you to write it. Yeah. Um, so as I said, um, No is a song that focuses around sexual harassment um, and specifically in the context of going to pubs, clubs and bars. Um, and originally this song, I was originally inspired to write this song, I was thinking about um, times when you know, like you were saying before, people coming up to you and sort of harassing, like just speaking to you and you can't get out of that situation and thinking about how even if you say, oh, you know, I have a girlfriend, um, they sort of take it as this... Um, challenge. Yeah, like, a, yeah, a challenge, basically. So um, so that's sort of where, where it initially started. And then I'd seen this... Um, I'd seen this... Um, like this photo where someone had written sort of no doesn't mean convince me and then I started doing some research um, on sexual harassment in the UK and stuff like that and I realized that well actually it's so, it's so common that you know people come to expect it and that's sort of what I what I wanted to write about. Mm. A lot of people relate to this song for sure. Sadly yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you brought this song to me and played it to me, um, there was a lot of like the lyrics that really had strong imagery that really stood out to me. Um, so maybe we could actually go through some of those um, phrases or maybe you could talk about what inspires certain phrases that you've used. Um, yeah, sure. Well, actually, the lyrics changed a lot for this song because, as I said, originally, when I when I thought about this song, it was it was thinking about how when you say to someone usually a guy in my case um you know i'm not interested i'm gay leave me alone um that they sort of take that as a challenge so originally that's how the lyrics came couldn't take no for an answer when i told you i was gay 
But I always had this, the, the thing that remained the same was that the chorus is always going to be no doesn't mean convince me and that was going to be it because, um, you know, no matter how loud you say it or how you say it, that it should just be given that's a fact, you know, and mm. someone just walk away. Um, but when I decided to change the song to make it a bit broader um, lyrically, um, I actually started reading various articles and was actually inspired by um, a couple of articles with some of the sort of descriptions that people gave um, in terms of their experiences. So thinking about, you know, particularly in a club setting, you know, it is, you know, it's dark. So, you know, obviously like lights out um, and sort of really setting the scene with the phrase um, under a veil of darkness. Um, and haze of alcohol. Mm. Lights out under a veil of darkness, haze of alcohol. And and particularly the phrase haze of alcohol to get across that like, you know, people often use alcohol as an excuse for their behavior, right? You know, I'm drunk, you're drunk, let's be drunk together. And whatever I do, it's not a big deal because we're both Mm. drunk. Um, so I wanted to get that across like straight away in the first verse. Yeah, I mean uh, that first verse really sets the scene so well. You know, in fact, I'm just going to read it out. Actually, okay. I think that'd be good. So this is the first verse: lights out under a veil of darkness, haze of alcohol. Fill your eyes, following me, my senses stir. So you've kind of got this eeriness this Mm. darkness right from the start which is really strong and when you have that alongside the chorus which is really just like a like an anthem kind of thing it's just saying it how it is it's it's really strong yeah well thank you (laughs) Uh, and also you've got that um metaphor of a prey and a hunter i'm the prey you're the hunter anonymous yeah i think you know i I have actually been in situations, you know, I used to work in a club um, when I was at uni and it really does feel like you can feel like literally when someone is sort of um, sort of following you, maybe not walking around and following you, but they're looking at you and it's making you feel uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, and especially if you're working, it can be difficult to get out of those situations. Mm. Um, and it does kind of feel like you are, prey and they're trying to hunt you Mm. and it's really it makes you feel really really uncomfortable yeah and you go into that more in the second verse saying um i'm I'm feeling like a piece of meat Mm. which yeah it's really strong um line there yeah um so how about the bridge now the bridge was was quite like an interesting we we have a bit of a change in uh like the chords and stuff and the rhythm so should we, yeah we can talk about the bridge then how that came about um what did you want to get across in the bridge yeah um well the bridge is really interesting because i i already had lyrics for this um like right from the beginning really and this song was really pieced together over time actually because it changed so much but with this the bridge i had the lyrics but i think originally we did we weren't going to have these lyrics in there i think you weren't so keen on it Um, And maybe it didn't quite make sense to you, but I always go back to this. So the lyrics are sexualized and demonized when we don't reciprocate. And I think about how if you do say no, when when you do say no, um, you know, that situation can can potentially be dangerous. You know, you're then sort of demonized because 
you know, you're you're saying no to someone and they really want your attention. Mm. And and I really, you know, musically, I think we got that across really well, but also, yeah, just lyrically that like those lyrics are really important for me to get in there. And I like the next bit as well, because it's really like where you take like ownership of the situation. It's like your, um, what's the word? Like, well, the lyric are the lyrics then are, I know my mind, I know my mind and I won't play. And that repeats mm-hmm. quite a few times. So it's yeah. kind of like empowering, I guess, telling yeah. them like, I know what I want, so fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, well, with that line, um, you know, really what I wanted to get across was that, you know, people are expected to conform, right? And I've and I've actually spoken to people who've sort of gone along with, like, and again, usually men, um, because they've just been so insistent. And even if they're not interested in them, sort of going along with them, and maybe even going back home with them because they don't see a way out of that situation. And I just think, like, it is so sad when I when I hear stories of of people doing that because it's just sort of expected that we're gonna just go along with something. And and sometimes that's gonna be for our own safety because you know we don't feel safe saying no. Or sometimes it's because, you know, sort of out of obligation because this person has has shown us attention mm, and therefore- Bought you drinks. Yeah, bought you drinks and therefore, um, you know, you should go home with them or, or whatever. And at uni as well, there's, there's quite a big culture anyway of like, being hedonistic and doing you know yeah. you should just have fun like while you can you know I think there's a lot of people in uni I met who would do those things um thinking that they kind of wanted to but actually they realized that that's not what they want yeah definitely and you know really I guess that also highlights sort of the blurred lines when it comes to consent as well right mm. um but yeah um, so when we recorded this, we decided to um, sing, to record those vocals many times to give the sound like there's a, to, to make it sound like there's a crowd singing it to kind of give it that unity. Yeah. No, doesn't mean convince me. I said no, doesn't mean convince me. No, we wanted to bring across that that unity sort of like a group of people just being like no this is not down with us you know yeah and that was that was quite like a last minute idea but i think it really just brings that that last point like it really solidifies it -hmm. it, to the listener like i i love that part and then we get to the end of the song which is actually spoken how many times do i have to tell you to leave me alone and I, I really wanted to have a part where it was just a lot more, even though the song is actually quite direct, I wanted this part to be more direct in the sense that it's not sung and you're actually sort of saying how that conversation would go. Mm. Um, and especially if you felt like you had the confidence to sort of turn around and say to someone, look, I've said no mm. multiple times, please like fuck off now. Um, and I think then we realized that was sort of inspired by unknowingly inspired by bat for lashes yeah um, and it reminded me of the the shangri-la's um song gosh, i can't remember which one but it actually bat for lashes was inspired by that song yeah um like well, that kind of old school yeah thing. well the bat for lashes song is called what's a girl to do um i think the shangri-la's one is uh i can never go home anymore 
I think that's what it's oh, called. Yeah, that rings a bell. Um, that rings a bell. But you know, I I really like that section as well. I think it catches your ear. You know, you're coming towards the end of the song. You may, you kind of maybe expecting it to end after mm-hmm. the um after the bridge, but then you come into that completely different section, and it's really like direct, and it's really like especially the last the last few wo- three words where you're like I said no and it's just like damn like <laughs> you told him <laughs> yeah yeah I was a bit worried actually to sing to sing well not sing but to speak that part because I've never done it before mm. and I guess sort of your singing voice versus your speaking voice is quite mm. it's quite different and right? getting it rhythmic yeah and getting it getting it to time as well um yeah it was it was actually it was that was quite fun to record um mm. And yeah, quite freeing in a way, actually. I, I always enjoy that. And I'm really looking forward to performing this Maybe song Maybe we'll live. do it again in another song. Maybe this will be a, a new thing for us, some spoken word. Watch this face, guys. Maybe. <laughs> So this is the part of the podcast where we talk more about the instrumentation and production of the song. Um, for this song, it was really important for us that we got that sort of gritty sound that really matched the, I guess, the whole um, meaning of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this song, we we struggled with this song musically and we changed and chopped, chopped and changed. Struggled <laughs> we a lot doing. with it, yeah. Um, <laughs> it actually started off with a completely different riff. Um, and we'd we'd played the demo to a few friends, and I think they we could tell that it wasn't the kind of str- one they were. Um, it wasn't the strongest song, basically. Um, and we just felt like we've got amazing lyrics. You know, we need to do them justice with some great music, and it was just a little bit flat. Um, but I remember Naz started playing around this actually very bluesy riff, um, which the song is based around, and I just started improvising over the top, and that's how we got the little bit of the the intro. You'll hear me playing like some quite high notes, and it just sounded really like dark and bluesy and a bit, like gr- a bit gritty as well. And there was a lot of space in that to do a lot of things and. Um, those are the kind of songs we like, you know, we like these atmospheric songs with, with a lot of space. Um, and then it actually worked really well with the lyrics, so it came about really, like, nicely, this song. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was a little bit sad when the riff got changed, um, but luckily we've actually used it for this, for the theme of this podcast, right? Yeah, um, fact. So, <laughs> so it's not all lost. Um, but actually the changes that we made were for the better and it does it does suit the mood um, mm. and the dire- and the new direction that we took the song in actually yeah. and um, so like the guitars I love for this song um, I like, was quite inspired by Glory Box by Portishead for this um, how they they've got a lot of, there's a lot of space in that song and they've but they've got these kind of guitar lines that have got quite a lot of like vibrato and distortion um, and mm-hmm. we've included those um, throughout the song, like coming in little bits here and there, which really lift it. Um, and it does give it that grittiness and that darkness. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, musically, this is, you know, in terms of the guitars, this is my probably my favourite track of the EP, just based on that, because I really like sort of gritty sounding songs and something that's a little darker. And all credit to you, Ella, because, you know, you are the one who sort of, you know, shaped the sound of the song and, yeah, helped bring to life the ideas that I had. And, of course, this song was also um, mixed by Dan Lucas from Anchor Baby mm-hmm. Recordings, um, who helped sort of add an additional dimension yeah. to it and also with the drums that mm. that he programmed for us as well and it just sort of yeah brings it all together yeah the drums are um electronic kind mm-hmm. of sound yeah so initially when we were writing these songs we were thinking oh we're gonna have like a really natural sounding drum um and then when we gave it to Dan and he, he sort of mentioned it and like more electronic drums, I I know you were more like cool about that, but I was like, oh, I'm not sure. It's like a, it should have a more rocky feel. But yeah. actually the, the electronic drums worked so well. And then when you think about the fact that the song's set in like a nightclub or something, like that also it makes, makes it work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so moving into the bridge then, we've got a, a solo that kind of um, bridges the gap between the the song and the and the bridge and the bridge <laughs> um but the bridge it has quite a change in mood i would say i yeah w- like it's two chords it's a different rhythm i always say to Naz that it sounds a little bit spanishy <laughs> um but it it just feels like a more uplifting kind of more yeah empowered part of the song with the chords and with the rhythm and everything and the bass and the overlapping vocals you know we wanted to have that different section yeah i mean you say spanishy but every time whenever i hear this song when i when i sing it mm. i'm actually channeling kate bush like at this point like mm. i just imagine well, kate bush, kate bush. has some uh, spanish inspired <laughs> yeah. stuff so yeah i, I mean it's it's an interesting bridge it's a cool bridge yeah <laughs> i mean it feels quite um I, I don't know what the right word but sort of like animalistic I don't know that's that's mm. kind of the vi- like what cathartic. I think yeah quite cathartic um and that definitely goes goes along with sort of the lyrics that we discussed earlier as well mm. we like to take listeners on a journey yes <laughs> we do Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of our podcast. We've got a lot more episodes planned throughout the year, so please keep an eye out. If there are any comments or thoughts on this episode that you want to share with us, you can drop us an email at nazandella at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at nazandella. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Our single No Doesn't Mean Convince Me is out now, so please go and check it out if you haven't already. (laughs) 